You're listening to a message from Crosspoint Church in Williston, Vermont, with lead pastor Todd West. Find out more about us at crosspointvt.org. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Thanks for being here today. Round of applause for these guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, there is nothing like trying to follow the Spirit of God that has fell in a place. All I can pray is that He continues to move that way through me. And then I can make it through this, because I am wrecked right now. But man, that's good. All right. So my name's Dave Williams. For those of you who don't know me, and I have the awesome privilege of serving here at Cross Point Church, and also the privilege of speaking a couple words while Pastor Todd is gone. He's in North Carolina this week for a wedding, so he is down there sipping the, the, the sweetest tea, and he sent me a picture of the Krispy Kreme donuts. Pastor Todd, it was a a case of donuts that you had in front of you. So hopefully a few of those are left, you can bring them back, but uh, he'll be back next week and uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing his story. So yeah, to try to switch gears and to get my mind right, I just wanna, the message that I have this morning is on pruning like I already mentioned, and it is a pretty heavy one. We're gonna need all the time because there's a lot and I'm thankful to God because I looked at this and I was like, man, I, I don't really know where to go with this, but he has blessed me abundantly as he always does with more than enough to talk about. So I'm gonna start this thing quick when I start it and go through it, but before I do, I've got to get uh, my bearings about me, so what better way than a little bit of humor? I heard this joke, so I'm going to share it with you. Um, a pastor had dinner at the house of a uh, couple from his church, and after he left dinner, it was great. The wife said to her husband, she said, I think he stole our spoon, and this bothered her for a long time. And about a year later, the couple had the pastor back over for dinner, and she was unable to resist the wife asked, did you steal our spoon last year? And the pastor calmly replied, no, I put it in your Bible. Man, I hope you appreciate that one, Pastor Todd. Man. (laughs) All right, we can get started now, and we're going to take off out of the gate. So Pastor Todd has talked the last two weeks about this series we started called Rooted. He talked to us about checking our soil. What is the condition? Is there rocks in there that need to be planted? He talked to us about planting seeds, and of course we have to have the right soil to do that. So what does that look like? Told us don't blame the seed. It's not the seed's fault. It is the soil's fault. So check yourself before you start blaming the seed. He also told me, I don't remember if he shared that, but I think he did. He said, don't keep Don't keep digging that seed up to look and see if it's there. He's like, leave that thing in there. It's in there. Let's just let that thing. And Daniel said, so full of wisdom, he said, man, those those seeds have to grow down before they grow up. So that was awesome. And then last week, he talked about that God is responsible for all growth from that seed. He's responsible for all of it. And what I I so much appreciated, because I remember having these, I'll admit, uh, he said, don't give credit or praise to the agents that God uses to help water those seeds. And I remember a time as I was coming up in Christianity and really wanting to, to grow roots down deep that there was a pastor that we were attending a church in Tennessee at the time. And, and I, I remember looking to him almost in a way of an idol. And, you know, that wasn't out of, I wasn't trying to do anything wrong, but I remember like, man, 
if I can say this, you're, you're like God to me. Everything that you're doing, I, I want to be like that. But he was just an agent, right? So let's not praise, let's not stop there. But we have direct access to God. So praise the Lord for that. So this week again, I'm going to talk about pruning. Pruning is a natural part of our relationship with God. It is a process of pruning. Like I often say, you don't go from sinner to evangelist overnight. Just like with pruning, that, that, that is a process, if that's fair enough. And it starts with... I would say early on in our Christianity with the obvious sin. So, you know, we're out looking at a bush or a tree, whatever it is that we're trying to prune. We see the obvious branches that are like, my goodness, that thing has to go. Let me get that off there. Consider that the big sin, the obvious sin in our life that we're like, wow, this is clearly against the word of God. Let me get that out of there. And then, uh, there's another one. Let, okay, let me get that out of there. So we start with the big obvious sin when we're pruning, and we move it down and we refine it. Aaron and I have talked for years about having a Christmas tree farm. It's just one of those things we'd love to do after I'm done with the Army. And those Christmas trees, man, I've looked enough. The refining process is just they're minuscule. They're like, oh, okay, i got to make this thing look just right like a Christmas tree. That's got to go. That's got to go. So it gets smaller and smaller, more refined and more refined. And just as a plant or a tree is healthier after the pruning and it has revitalized growth, so are we as Christians after God prunes areas of our life. And when he does that, more times than not, it's more of a a trimming or a thinning. It's not necessarily that God's coming in and trying to wreak havoc and tear down fields. He's like, Dave, that, that's, that's not really like me, man. Let me, let me cut that back a little bit there. In West Virginia, they do a lot of timbering, and they call it clear-cutting a section of land where there was nice trees, and now you walk in there, and there is nothing but remnants of stumps everywhere. That's not how God prunes our lives, typically, unless you're just littered with a forest of just death and destruction. Maybe you need a little clear cutting, but typically it's trimming or thinning. And this process isn't always fun. It can be painful in the moment, but what we have to remember is to see that God's work in our life, it always has the best in mind, and his glory is always at stake. The word says that he has plans to prosper us, plans for future, and plans for a hope. As we kind of walk through this, uh, we're going to get to the scripture in just a minute out of John 15, but it starts to talk about roles that, that God and Jesus play, that we play in this scripture, and it talks about God being the divine gardener, and his purpose, he has our spiritual growth is his ultimate goal, and God will use anything or anyone in our lives to shape us into the people that he wants us to be. Right now, you may have something that you give attention to or someone that you give attention to that maybe God is using to shape your life into what he really wants you to be. Or you may be the person that God is using to shape somebody's life or to help them be more and thank God that he uses us that way. But he will use anything and anyone that we give attention to to shape us into the people that he wants us to be. And if there's something in our life that's unhealthy for us, God wants to prune us. He wants to get a hold of that. He wants us to allow him into that area so that he can prune it and cause more growth. If there's an area in your life that's good, it can even be classified as good, God wants to get in there and prune that and make it great. There's always room for growth, and that, that's part of the pruning proce process as well. So just like Pastor Todd talked last week, are there areas in our life where we're actually putting up no trespassing signs? Like, God, you can have the majority of my field over here, but this is okay. This is good. I'm, I'm good with this right here, so if, just kind of no trespassing here, God, if you don't mind. He has to have access 
to all of our fields. And then it goes on to say, Jesus, talking about his role, when we get to the scripture, we'll talk about him being the true vine. And what that means is that he is the source of life in every single one of us, and we must be extremely careful to protect that connection. I could have preached an entire sermon on that alone, is just the connection that we have to maintain with Christ. We have to be intentional, and we have to protect that connection at all costs. I'll hit back on that more in a little bit. But through that connection, that is where we get our life source. With Jesus, here is us. We're attached to him. He's the vine. We're the branches. That allows us to receive nutrients, wisdom. The word of God flows through him and allows us to grow deep roots as long as our soil will allow it. So Tying back into last week and the week before. What does your soil look like? Can that root even grow down? But we have to make a conscious decision to welcome God's pruning. I was talking with Daniel this morning, and again, I kind of already mentioned, he doesn't just barge into your life and start wrecking things, and he's like, well, I need access here. I'm moving in. God doesn't do that. You have to invite him. You have to make a conscious decision. God, go ahead. You're welcome here. You're welcome here, just like we were saying this morning in prayer. God, you are welcome in this place. Is that our heart's cry in our personal lives? Or are there areas that we do not want to be touched? And if there are, maybe by the end of this service, we'll surrender those to them. Boy, that is heavy on my heart today and this week. It's just a full surrender, a full surrender. And I don't want to get caught up there because... Time is ticking already, but the, the scripture we're going to talk through again is John 15, 1 through 7, 5, 6, however far I get. But before we jump into that, I asked Nancy if I could tell a story on her that she shared with me last week, which just blessed me, man. Many, most things that you say Nancy do, but uh, I wanted to share this with her. I, I said, yeah, next week I'm going to talk about pruning. She said, oh, that's a tough one for me. Well, isn't it for all of us, man? Because it can be a little painful. We know that it's good, but it can be a little painful when those things start happening. But she said, hey, you know, <laughs> years ago, her late husband, who's passed on, she had, uh, again, I'm going to butcher this, Nancy, but I'm going to make a point, and it'll be relevant. It'll be correct, trust me. She had flowers, okay? Whether it was a flower bed or whatever, there were flowers. She was very uh, fond of these flowers, but they may have needed a little attention, maybe a little help, a little pruning perhaps. So when she leaves one day, her husband goes out and, and really gets a hold of those flowers and she, he cuts those things back. I, I just think of it in my head as like he gave those flowers a, a high and tight, man, those things were just pruned up, right? And then Nancy comes back and as, as gracious as she could, probably let him know how displeased she may have been. I can't imagine you getting too awful, been out of shape, Nancy. So, but nonetheless, the point of the story is what she said to me after that was the way those flowers started growing back were more numerous than when he cut them away. And even better part was there were flowers and blooms growing from those flowers in places that I didn't even know that flowers could bloom. How awesome is that? When God does that to our lives, and we're like, God, this, this feels good. I have some flowers here. And he's like, yeah, but let me show you what great looks like. And he gives us a high and tight, and he prunes that stuff. And those flowers come back majestic. And you're like, I didn't even know I could grow flowers there. And there's flowers there. How awesome, man. How awesome. And it's hard for us. It's hard for us to lose a part of ourself or a part of the things that we do uh, so routinely in our life. But as, as the gardener, as Nancy's husband, as God is the divine gardener in our life, he sees the bigger picture. He sees the bigger picture and he knows that that part that gets cut off, it needs to go. 
there's more potential there. Let's trim that back. Now watch. So we talked about God's growth. He's the one that brings growth this week. We're talking about pruning. Man, we're going to hit it now. We got to go. Pruning is defined as trimming a tree or cutting away dead or overgrown branches, especially to increase fruitfulness or growth. That's the purpose of pruning. When we do it in our lives with bushes and trees, that is the purpose of pruning when God does it in our lives spiritually. But what I want to say, pruning in the kingdom is not a punishment, church. You have to know that. Just because God wants to get a hold of something and prune it, that is not a punishment. He's not coming in, again, like I said, and, and wreaking havoc in our lives. He, his whole goal, his focus, is increase in productivity. That, and that comes through pruning. He wants more fruitfulness in your life. And that has to happen through pruning. We may think it feels painful. God has the bigger picture. It is not a punishment from God. It's a blessing from God that he would want to get in our lives and make these things better. And pruning isn't always easy, but it's necessary for healthy growth to occur. Ask Nancy in her flower bed. Ask anybody else that's been pruned and you watch these things grow. There is more opportunity for God to grow in our lives. So let's read this real quick. John 15, starting in verse 1, he says, I am the true vine. Jesus speaking here. I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. He prunes it. Excuse me, he prunes the branches that don't bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. I'm going to stop right there for now. God is our divine gardener. We're talking about the roles. So God is the gardener, Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, and the fruit is what is naturally produced through the connection to the vine. Pastor Todd talked about it last week, about how you don't see apple trees just out there in the field, or I think it was apples groaning to produce apples. It's from the simple fact that that branch is attached to the tree, which is through the roots, and they receive nutrients. Apples occur. That is the natural production of the fruit because everything is connected and receiving life as it should. So for us, the same goes, that if we stay and stay excuse me, connected to that branch into the, the tree trunk and the roots in the ground, certain fruits will just be automatic in production in our life, which is awesome. Thank God for that. There's more that we, that we do have to give extra effort for, but many of them are just a, a natural response. And God, as our gardener in our lives, if you know what I mean when I say he's got quite the green thumb, right? Like God is... He's the best at this thing called growth. He knows where to prune. He knows how to make the best growth. And it's, it's very similar to my grandma, man. I, I am terrible at growing a plant. I can't keep them alive for more than maybe half a summer. Aaron will attest to that. But I just don't really know what I do wrong, but I can't really grow plants. But my grandma could, man. She could grow a lily in a desert and... And, and not just grow it there, but make it flourish and, and more to grow in the same place. And God can do the same thing in our life. Through Jesus, through the vine, we receive all nutrients we need for our life to remain full. And no one is, is better at the growth process than the one who created it. Amen. God created this thing, and he is the best at facilitating growth in our life. And he always has the bigger picture in mind. Even if we're sitting in West Virginia, and we get orders to come to Vermont, and we say, God, what in the world would you have me to do in a state like Vermont? I am fully planted in this church. Things are going great here. I've got a great men of women of God surrounding me. Our family is good. I'm around my family. 
what else could we do? This is where we're meant to be, God. You ever been there where you're challenging him and you're like, that, that doesn't make sense. Why would you send me there? And then he sends me to Vermont. The bigger picture, man. The bigger picture. He always has something bigger in store. One of the main jobs of a gardener is to remove dead and broken limbs from a plant, and that's also God's job in our life. And oftentimes a plant will be hindered by a dead portion of its branches because that dead portion gets in the way. Sometimes a plant will literally waste energy and nutrients to help a branch that don't actually produce any fruit. Aaron, again, teaches me a lot, but taught me about this thing called deadheading. I thought that was a person who followed the Grateful Dead around or something. Apparently not. So you go out on the porch, you see these flowers that are kind of struggling and wilted. Some of them do look dead, and she literally went out and would pull the heads, the dead heads, off of these plants. And you all probably know I had to be enlightened, but I kid you not, 20, 30 minutes, you know, I walk back out on the porch, the other flowers that were in that pot perked up, wide open, looking stronger and healthier. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. And God does that in our life. He's like, dude, that is holding you back. Clips that off, prunes us, and we're stronger, more spread open, more able to receive nutrients. Nothing is holding us back. We have no hindrances. In the Warrior Conference we were at, they made a, a common question asked to us. They said, what things are you allowing to take the place of the Holy Spirit in your life? Is there something that you're allowing that you're making exceptions for that's actually more or less sucking the life out of you, man? So get rid of that and allow those flowers that need to bloom, bloom in full full. Bloom? I don't know how you say that about a flower. Anyway, moving on. But the gardener being God, he's going to prune those things so that we have a better opportunity to grow. God is not interested in just good in our life, church. So if you're sitting here today and you're like, yeah, my life's pretty good. Well, imagine if God got a hold of that and was able to prune all these areas. And then you're able to say, man, my life is great. My life is great. And I'm so blessed. I feel like right now God has just got me in a place where I can say, assuredly my life is great but i know he can do more with that so even though i say god my life is great i I can't get complacent and settle in the fact that man things are good awesome we go from glory to glory let god prune me some more be willing open the field fields and let him get in there pastor steve talked about pruning i don't know the beginning of this year the end of last year something like that and one thing that stuck with me out of that entire sermon was when he talked about the pruning whether it comes off a branch or, excuse me, a a bush or a tree or whatever it is, after we prune, those things kind of fall down. We do our whole job. We prune the tree entirely or all of the bushes. And then what do we do? Do we just leave all that mess down below? Not typically, I would think. We go through with a wheelbarrow or a bag or something, our arms, and we pick up all these prunings, all these clippings, and we get that junk out of the way. We discard them. We don't have to look at them. We don't want to see it. We don't want to trip over it. We want to see the manicured bushes, the nicely shaped tree, not distracted by what's left underneath. So after God comes in and prunes something in your life, don't let that junk lay down there below the bushes and the trees for you to trip over or walk by and be like, man, I remember that branch. That was a good branch. Maybe I want to pick that up and try to get it to grow again. No, get that stuff out of there, man. God cuts it off for a reason. He wants us to grow in the way that he has pruned us to grow. 
Talking about pruning, less can actually be more. Hebrews 12.1 tells us that in order to run this race well, we have to remove things from our life that disqualify us or hinder us. The scripture says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I immediately think of a a minimalist living lifestyle. That's so intriguing to me, man. These people, uh, even like big name rappers or whatnot, I forget who the one we was watched the other day on uh, like Tiny House living one of my favorite shows man but uh these guys go from these big mansions and all this stuff and then they come down into like these one bedroom tiny little 400 square foot house not sure how you really make that transition but uh, often you'll hear them say man i just feel more free to do other things all this stuff that i thought would fulfill me once i cut that away i i, I have a more fulfilled life and i think god can do that in us as well so the sins that that get removed from our life and the, the other things that just continue to cloud us, uh, once he clears those out, the fulfillment that comes from that, you know, that, that, that can only be done through God. John 15, 3, bring emphasis to that scripture. He said, he was talking to his disciples, the branches don't bear fruit, so I prune them so they will produce even more. But you've already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. The word of God is what prunes us, church. I've said it six times already. He doesn't come in and start smashing around in your life trying to figure out where he can make improvements. We have to be willing to hear from God for pruning or change to occur in our life. And if you're not, you're probably just going to continue where you're going. God will not force his way into your life. You have to allow that. And it's through his word. He said, you have been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. The words that he spoke to his disciples, that's what purified them, that's what pruned them. It's the words of God that will prune us. And oftentimes he will put us in a position so that we have to listen to him. So there's, there's probably about as forceful as he gets, right? Uh, Jonah ended up in the belly of a whale. Not much else to do there except maybe hear from God. I can imagine, never been there, but I would imagine. Maybe you'll end up lost on a trail quarter of a mile into the woods in New Hampshire, right? You remember that story. Maybe you'll be on a 13-hour drive from West Virginia to Vermont, and you got not a lot else to do except ask God, and he responds. Maybe there's some trials that you're going to go through in your life where you had to go through that, and you learned something. Maybe there's a success that you have to have in your life for God to be able to speak through you that way. He'll let you be successful. He'll he'll show you success in your life. If that's the only way he can show you something, you'll be successful. This story from Luke 9, it's kind of comical if you ask me, but God sends his disciples out to their hometown. He tells them to go do great things. They do great things, and then you actually find them in that chapter coming back, and they talk about who's the greatest. What did you do? No, I did something better, arguing about who's the greatest. Right below that. John says to Jesus in verse 9 of chapter, excuse me, of verse 49 of chapter 9, John says, Jesus, we saw a guy over there trying to cast out demons in your name. We told him to cut that out, man. He's not one of us, right? We're the 12. You're Jesus. We're kind of this thing. We're a posse. We told that guy to stop. Opportunity for pruning. The words of Jesus that he spoke. He said to him, don't stop him. Don't stop him. Anyone who's not against us is for us. John was pruned. 
and growth came from that. Later on in that chapter, you'll find that Jesus actually sent 70 more people out and said, that worked so good. Keep going, man. Keep going. 70 more people went out. He'll allow us to be successful so that he can prune specific areas in our life. The healthy connection. I'm going to get through this quickly. Just bear with me, church. This means a lot to me. God spoke through me, so just be patient with me this morning. I want to get this out. It's not unfamiliar to you guys that I just run over my time, right? You just expect that more or less every week. The healthy connection, almost if not more important than the pruning is the connection. If not connected, if not life going into us as a branch, what is there to prune? If you're a dead branch, what's the point in pruning you anyway? The word of God actually says, let me find it, for apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. So what's the point of pruning if we're dead already? But in that scripture, again, I'll repeat, apart from me, you can do nothing. So he tells us that if we don't have him, we can't do anything, but he requires everything from us. Other places in scripture, you'll see that Christ also said, apart from the Father, I can do nothing. So did he not already set an example? If I need him, you need me. And if this connection doesn't happen, nobody's doing anything. Everything's dead. It's all worthless, useless. The connection is so important. But because he, he expects everything of us through that connection, he draws from the Father. Although Christ is God, let's not get into all that, but let, just follow the flow here. God, Jesus, us to him, gardener, vine, branch connected. Because he asked for everything, he'll give us everything as long as we stay connected. That way, you and me can't take any credit for any of the good that happens. All glory to God. I stay connected. That's not me. If I wasn't connected, I'd do nothing. The word says it. But because I'm connected, because I'm connected, I've got Christ. Christ gets everything he needs from, from God. He told me in his word. Stay connected, church. It is vital. I love how they say this in 2 Corinthians. Paul's talking. He says, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God. What a beautiful thing. Let me try to hit some highlights here, and we'll wrap this thing up. Nothing more important than staying connected. When you're connected, allow God to prune your life. Spiritual growth comes through pruning, but it cannot happen by accident. I want to entertain you guys for a minute since I'm holding you late. I'm going to tell you a story, potentially give you a challenge. Let's pretend I have millions of dollars. We all know that's a lie, but let's pretend for a minute for the story's sake that I do. So I come up to any one of you, who in the room, by a show of hands, if I said, hey, I've got a challenge for you. And if you're successful in this challenge, I'll give you $1 million. By a show of hands, who would probably listen to what I had to say? Yeah, I would definitely listen, at least entertain what I've got to say. Okay, so here's the challenge. I have this ring. This is a $10 million ring. It's not, it's actually my army service ring that just looked like a pretty grand ring for this story. This ring is valued at $10 million. And I'm gonna give this ring to you and you put it in your pocket. And for 30 days, you carry that thing in your pocket. 
And if you can bring that ring back to me in 30 days, and it's not damaged, you have it in your possession, you haven't lost it, I'll give you a million dollars. If you lose it or damage it or anything else happens to the ring, you pay the value of the ring, which is $10 million. Who would still continue with the challenge? I'm a betting man, I'm going for it. I think I can keep track of this ring in my pocket for 30 days. You know how? I'm gonna give such intentional effort and focus and determination to knowing that ring is in my pocket and protecting that ring. I'll spend 30 days walking like this. What's wrong with you? I'm earning a million dollars, man. Don't even worry about it. I got a million dollars in my pocket. And I'm gonna make sure, I'm gonna look at it, I'm gonna check it, I'm gonna make sure it's there, and I'm gonna guard this thing with everything that I have. Fierce determination. It, if I don't, and this thing leaves, now I owe a great price. The point of this all is, if you can wrap this in with me, do we not carry a greater gift than a $10 million ring? What are we doing to protect that every day? To protect the connection? Priceless gift of eternal life. Free. It doesn't happen by accident, intentional effort. And it is true that God loves us just like we are, but he wants you to grow. He doesn't want you to stay that way. There is so much more, so much more. Even if you're in a great place, there's so much more. So what are some specific areas of your life that could use some pruning? Just ask you to start thinking about that right now as we prepare for some prayer. Maybe there's some areas like I was talking about that need a clear cut. Maybe the whole tree needs cut down, not the whole area, but just the tree, maybe just a pruning. Or maybe there's some areas in your life that now you recognize that God pruned and you can see the fruit that came from that. Me being here, the incident in Iraq, all these stories that I've told you guys before, what great fruit and growth has come from that. God's ways are higher than our ways, church. His thoughts are higher than our church. He knows what he's doing. I loved how Pastor Todd gave the example last week, and I'm gonna use it again. Let's not settle for being that tiny little one leaf plant that's like, yeah, I finally got a leaf. Great. How about you grow some fruit? How about you get a few more leaves? How about don't settle for being one little green leaf? God wants more for you, man. There's more fruit. Let him come in every single area of your life. Take down all the no trespassing signs. God, it's yours, man. Have your way. I mean, truly surrender. This field is yours, God. You want to plow it all up? Plow it all up. I trust you. I don't care what it looks like. That looks great to me, but to you, God, that's nothing. Have your way. What if we surrendered that way? And that's really what I, I just want to pray that over you guys today, that you just Come to a place in your mind, in your heart, where you invite him. I told you the word of God is what prunes you. If you don't allow him in, it's not going to happen. Let him in this morning. Let him prune you. If you don't know anything about a relationship with God, then I want to give you that chance too. So we're going to pray and close this thing out. Get the parents up to the kiddos. Thank you for letting me go just a little longer. But where you're at, just ask you that you bow your heads and close your eyes.
and just reflect those things that I've talked about. That, man, God didn't let me go through this week with, without showing me some stuff too. So I pray that we're able to reflect on that a little bit today. Is there an area there? Is there something you can praise God for that you didn't understand, but he pruned and he allowed you to grow? And now we see that abundance in our life. Well, why don't you let him back in and maybe cut some more away and see what happens? Stay surrendered. Heavenly Father, you're so good. Thank you for the entirety of this meeting today from start to finish. Thank you for just moving, Lord. And your spirit has a way of just uh, getting into those nooks and crannies where we just try to keep you out, Lord. But if we're just somewhat willing and the great and the good that you can do in those portions of our lives, we wish we'd have surrendered them so long ago. So God, I just pray for everybody in this place here today, watching online there's an area that you're just working on us, God, that you're saying, man, that thing's got to go, or that thing needs a trimming, or a thinning, or cut clear down, Lord, with a heart of surrender, I pray that we just let that happen this morning. Thank you that even though we can't see it all the time, God, you're working. such a good father you're such a good father thank you that you love us enough to continue to come back and knock and say man let me let me prune that a little bit Dave you can't imagine the fruit that will come so Lord thank you for being here with us this morning and right now as you're in this place just laying those things down, just surrendering those things. If you don't know anything about this God or this Jesus that I'm talking about, or you do, but you've never let him in, you've never let him just take over, you've never surrendered in the way that I'm talking about surrender this morning, I pray that that's your opportunity to start right there. Let God just have access to your gardens, all your fields, get connected to the true vine, let all the nutrients, all the wisdom, all everything that he has to offer flow through Jesus into you this morning so right there you can ask him God I surrender Jesus come into my heart take everything Lord I just lay it all down let's start with the big stuff I know this thing doesn't happen overnight God but I, I surrender this I want to go through this journey with you and we can lay it right down right there and let him start with the big stuff obvious branches that's got to go that's got to go and lord i'm, I'm going to be willing to say yes as we continue to refine this thing continue to grow in my life and provide more fruit in areas where i didn't even think flower could grow we love you lord we love you thank you for what you've done in this place today as we go about this week, God, we continue to surrender. We keep our eyes on you. We keep our hearts toward you. We stay surrendered. Our ears are open, Father, to hear your word, to allow for future growth. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Keep us safe as we go about our week, Lord.
In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Cross Point Church in Williston, Vermont. If you gave your life to Jesus today, I want to encourage you to text YES to JESUS to 484848. If you want to learn more about Crosspoint, get connected or find ways to give, visit crosspointvt.org. Have a blessed day.